Good morning, church. Uh, I'm so glad to, to be here this morning, and uh, I get uh, the privilege today of, of sharing with you the next in our list of core values. And before I talk about that one, I want to tell you what sympathy is and what empathy is, and then what our core value is. See, sympathy is, I'm sorry to hear about your pain. Empathy is, I feel your pain. But our core value is compassion. And compassion says, I am committed to helping to ease your pain. Sympathy is good and empathy is good, but if the words of God don't move us to act, then we're missing probably the most important part. Almost every miracle that that Jesus performed was something to help someone here physically on earth. He was definitely concerned about their eternal security, but he was also caring and concerned for their life here on earth. And in uh, Zechariah chapter 7, verses 8 through 10, uh, then the Lord, uh, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah saying, thus has the Lord of hosts said, dispense true justice and practice kindness and compassion to each other, your brothers. And do not oppress the widow or the orphan, the stranger or the poor. And do not devise evil in your hearts against one another. As we went through the rebranding process for the majority of this year, compassion was one of the things that kept coming up. We want to be a church that is in this community, changing this community for the kingdom of God. And we're glad that you're here with us to do that. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you this morning uh, that you are a God of amazing. You are a God of astounding. You're a God of, of miracles. You're a God of still small voices. And you are a God of compassion. Lord, we love you. Move our hearts to compassion today. Show us this week how we can be a blessing to people here and now. We love you, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Everybody gets bacon bits as you head out this morning. That's fantastic. If you have your Bibles, turn to uh, Psalm 23. We're going to talk just for a few minutes here today and continue our series on Psalms. And we're going to look at Psalm 23. We're going to kind of continue a little bit of teaching from a few weeks ago. We're going to go to Psalm 23. Uh, in verse 5. And, and as we get ready to read that, let's just go ahead and read the, the, the entire psalm uh, one more time together. I'm reading from the NIV, but we're in Psalm uh, 23. If you're with me, let me hear an amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Here's what we're going to look at today. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a powerful, powerful song. Probably the most popular chapter in the entire Bible, Psalm 23. I've said a couple things about that. Yes, it says he's the good shepherd. I mean, I kind of believe he's a great shepherd, but that's, that's, just, that's just me. So I'm grateful that we have a great shepherd who leads and, 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 and guides us and he's a shepherd that's going to take care of us, a shepherd that's going to walk us through every little season of life. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but let me just talk to us for a couple minutes. If you look in that psalm, and I've taught you this before, there are really four seasons in Psalm 23 that kind of illustrate the way our shepherd walks us through the seasons of life. There are going to be times in your life where you're, he's going to lead you by green pastures. There's going to be a season in your life where it's going to shift and it's not going to be by green pastures. It's going to be by streams of living water. That's another season. And just like in the seasons here in the natural, we have seasons. There are seasons in our lives. And Psalm 23 is nothing more than a reflection of how the good shepherd leads you through seasons of life. There will be a time for green pastures. There will be a time for streams of water. And then there's going to be that time that we all dread. The season of the valley. How many's ever had a season of the valley? Darkness, difficulty. You kind of look back and go, "Man, I wish I could I wish I could I wish I could go back to the green pastures. I wish I could go back to the still waters." But see, it's in those seasons where you are in the green pastures and the still waters that God is preparing you. You're resting. You're receiving nourishment. Things are calmer, but he's preparing you for the valley. And I want you to notice in Psalm 23 that it's only in the valley where Jesus says, I'm with you. In your darkest moment, think about it just for a moment. When was the darkest day of your life, the darkest season of your life? God was preparing you by the green pastures. He was preparing you by the still waters. And now he is walking with you in the valley. And he says to you today, I am with you. It's powerful. You're never alone. You're never by yourself. I'm always going to be there with you in that season. And then there's a season of what I call victory. And that's a season where he prepares for you, a feast in the presence of your enemies. And that's a season of victory. That's a season of celebration. That's a season when, when you can celebrate that God brought you through. How many of you are here today and, and you can honestly say that God has brought you through a season of the valley? The shadow of death was there. But then he allows you then to celebrate and he celebrates with a beautiful table that's prepared for you in the presence of your enemies. Now remember a couple weeks ago I talked about this. That the enemies are present at that table, but they are not seated at the table. Your, your enemies are there and they are at your feet. Your enemies are there, are not there celebrating with you. You are at the table and God is preparing that table for you and your enemies are at your feet. And that's very powerful. 
You show me somebody who understands that they can receive the victory that God has for us through Jesus Christ. That he will lead you from the still waters, the green pastures. He'll walk you through the valley. And then he will prepare a table for you where you can celebrate his goodness. And the enemies are there, but they're not celebrating with you. Your enemies are there and they are at your feet and you are celebrating the goodness of God. And it's all because of what Christ has done on Calvary's cross. Can I get an amen? amen. So we talked about this a couple weeks ago. And I want to I illustrate this just a little bit more because I think this is a powerful, powerful principle. And it's there in your notes. You've got to believe and receive that the victory is yours through Jesus Christ. The victory is there because of Jesus Christ and you can live Victoria. So I'm going to illustrate this whole idea, and I want you to see it in a clear way of how God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. I, we're going to see today that all God wants you to do, watch this, is sit. Sit at the table. You're not doing anything. You just have to sit. And I think we as Americans these days have trouble sitting without a phone, celebrating the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ and the victory that was won on our behalf on, on Calvary's cross is given to us and we can just simply sit at the table in the presence of our enemies, that our enemies are at our feet because of what Christ did on Calvary's cross, and he just wants you to sit. He's going to prepare for you a table to celebrate his goodness. When was the last time you just sat? Didn't feel like you had to do anything, but you could just receive because of God's Amazing grace, a table set for you in the presence of your enemies. You can be victorious over every enemy because of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in the New Testament that you are more than conquerors. And as your pastor, I know this is Pastor Appreciation Month, but as your pastor, I want you to live in victory. I want you to live victorious. I want you to be more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. You don't have to pray more. You don't have to read the word more. I want you to read the word. I want you to pray, but you don't do that to earn the victory that's been given to you through Jesus Christ. All you've got to do is sit and allow a table to be prepared for you in the presence of your enemies. So I'm not going to ask for you to raise your hand today. I'm not going to ask for you today what your enemies are. But think for me just for a few moments. What are some of your greatest enemies? And whatever that fear, whatever that enemy is, I want you to begin to see it through the lens of Christ that God says for you today that you can be seated at a table in the presence of your enemies. So I've done a few things to kind of make things a little simpler for you here today. How many know that Pastor Scott tries to make things simple? So I'm going to list a couple of enemies. 
we all have. I want you to notice that I'm not giving these enemies the privilege of being on the table because the table is for you. And the enemies are in your presence, but they're at your feet. So here is fear. Got another one here, similar, a little bit. There's doubt. Everyone say doubt. Here's a, here's a fear of hopelessness. I hope that stays. There we go. I got the enemy of sin. Struggling with areas of sin. That's an enemy. Are y'all with me this morning? We've got, a, we've got an enemy that, uh, of, of defeat. Always defeated, always battling and struggling. You just feel defeated. I'm going to sit these at the, around the table. They're not, they're not on the table. An enemy of shame. How many of you are here that know people that live in shame? They're always defeated with this enemy called shame. We could have dozens up here. The enemy of regret. How about the enemy of the past? How many's ever had to battle that enemy? Always brings up the past and all the sins and the failures of the past. We're going to put this here, and then last one we could have several hundred hundred of these, but uh, insecurity. I want you to notice that, 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 that these, they're in your presence, but they're not at the table. Because you have victory through Jesus Christ, God wants to bring you to a place where he sit, sits you at a table in the presence of your enemies. And because of God's grace and God's mercy, you are victorious over these enemies. You're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. So I want to illustrate this just a little bit more. And I'm going to invite somebody to, 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 to just come up, and I just want them to sit at the table in the presence of these enemies. So um, Leah Richter, come on up here. I'm going to fix hopelessness here, and hopefully hopelessness will... There we go. Everybody give Leah a big round of applause. Leah, come on up here. I want you to come and just sit. Leah is um, a mom of three boys, big boys, wife to Bob Ritker. And, and, and Leah, I know over the years, You've probably cooked a lot of meals, haven't you? A lot of dinners, a lot of breakfasts, a lot of cooking, a lot of pre pre preparation. Leah, what if I told you that there would be a time where we, when you would never have to grocery shop ever again? Yes. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. You don't have to go to Publix. 
You don't have to list out all the groceries that you need for the week. You don't have to haul it and put it in your car. You don't have to bring it home and unload it. You don't have to cook, prepare it. You don't have to clean up. What if I told you, Leah, that, 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 that there's, a, there, there's a place where you can go where it's all done for you and it's all free. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to order it. You don't have to cook it. You don't have to clean up. That would be a pretty good thing, wouldn't it? Now, as crazy as that sounds, that is a reality that is available for you through Jesus Christ. That he brings you from the green pastures till the still waters. He walks you through the valley, and then he comes to a place where he says, I'm going I'm to prepare for you a table in the presence of your enemies. And all you have to do is sit and receive it and take it by faith and celebrate the grace and the mercy and the kindness and the goodness of our Lord Jesus Christ. That would be a good thing. So let's illustrate that. Marcia and uh, Beverly, you guys come out here just for a moment. And Marcia and Beverly are going to help me just illustrate what happens to you and to Leah and to all of us when we get to that place where we walk in the victory that is ours through Jesus Christ and we sit at a table. So Leah's getting ready and Marcia and Beverly are going to, they're going to begin to serve. Beautiful table, two beautiful servants, waitresses. Leah, all you got to do is just sit, relax, enjoy. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to grocery shop, all you got to do is just sit and receive a beautiful table that's being made for you in the presence of your enemies. Beautiful. There's the first course meal. Chicken cordon bleu with yellow rice, side of broccoli, iced tea, you've got candles, how are you enjoying this today, it just, <laughs> this, look at the, the care, and attention to detail, the wonderful service, beautiful flower, 
salt and pepper. Beautiful, Marsha. Thank you, Beverly. Thank you. Would you give Marsha and Beverly a big round of applause? Thank you, ladies. You don't have to lift a finger. It's prepared for you in the presence of your enemies. See, that's, that's the place that God wants to bring you today. Where you're not working for it, you're not trying to earn it, you're not trying to be good. You're not trying to jump through a bunch of hoops. You just sit at the table that's been prepared for you, and it's all because of Jesus Christ. I want you to notice that, 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 that there's not a whole lot of stress, anxiety, fear. Did, did you, did you sense in Leah that she was fearful that they weren't going to take care of every detail? They weren't going to bring the food out? They weren't going to deliver on what they said they were going to do? Leah was as calm as I've ever seen her. Resting in the peace and the goodness of God. It doesn't mean that there's not chaos around us. It doesn't mean that, that this is going to solve all of our problems. But this is a mentality that we have got to have and develop that, that, that we have a great shepherd who brings us to a place where we can sit at the table and walk in victory. See, because the next step here is, is after you sit at the table and you, you rest in the goodness of God, he brings you to a place of anointing where your head is anointed with oil. And you begin because your confidence is in Christ Jesus. You are anointed. And then after the anointing, it comes to a place where your cup overflows. But your cup can't overflow. And you can't live the anointed life until you walk in the goodness and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. A table has been set for me. A table has been set for you. You are victorious. And because you are victorious through Jesus Christ, you are anointed. And you're anointed from your head down. And you are anointed to make an impact in this world. And then your cup overflows. See, your cup overflows because you are confident in who you are through Jesus Christ. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. It's been done for you. Just sit in the victory that Christ has won. Christ is victorious over fear, over defeat, over the past, over hopelessness, over regret, over sin, over doubt, over shame, over insecurity. He's victorious. And all you've got to do is sit. Take it in. Receive it. See this as the place that God wants you to be through Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Can you give Beverly and Marsha a big round of applause? You guys can leave all this right here. Give, give Leah and, and Leah. To, to illustrate as a church that we really believe in sitting at a table in the presence of our enemies, we believe in victory. I've 
and the church is giving you a $100 gift certificate for you and Bob to go out to eat together on a date and celebrate the goodness of God. Thank you so much. God bless you. You can go. Yeah, Leah wants to stay there for the rest of the week. She, she doesn't want to. I really want you to, to get this. Went through a lot of detail for you to have the imagery of the power of sitting. You show me somebody who is confident who they are in Jesus Christ, I'll show you somebody who's anointed. You show me someone who's anointed, I'll show you someone whose cup overflows. It's a beautiful place to be. It's a beautiful place to live. I want to take you just to, to one other scripture to illustrate this. If you'll go in your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. How many want to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ? Receive what's already been done for you. Walk in it. Receive it. Believe you have it through Jesus Christ and the work that's been done on Calvary's cross. If you go to Luke chapter 4, and this is not in your notes. This is all kind of just kind of new. I mean, we're just, we just kind of go with the flow and see what God wants to do. But we're going to go to Luke chapter, chapter 4 and verse 14. You know, I just thought of this. This would be powerful for some of you. We can't do it for all because there's so many people. But maybe as we leave today, I... I I know you're in a hurry to head out. Big football game on today. Some of you may want to, and I'm really being serious, you may want to come up at the end of the service and just sit in this seat just for a second. If you're trying to earn, trying to work, trying to Do all the hoops that you got to jump through to earn God's grace and kindness and goodness and victory. You may just want to come and just sit at the table for a few moments and just feel it as a visual. Verse 14, and Jesus returned to Galilee. That word there, Galilee, means circle. In the power of the Spirit. Everyone say power in the Spirit. And news spread about him through the whole countryside. And he was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. And he went to Nazareth. That word there, Nazareth, means to separate. Everyone say separate. Where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. Everyone say stood up. See, Jesus was walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Watch this. He was going to his hometown where he grew up. Powerful principle here. He was going where everyone knew him as little Jesus. Little Scotty. Grow, grown up his whole life 
And he came back, and he was anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit. He wasn't little Jesus anymore. He wasn't little Scotty anymore. He wasn't little Tom anymore. He was back now in the power of the Spirit. And the Bible says he went to church, and he stood up. There's going to come a time in your Christian walk and in your life where you've got to know when it's time to stand up and know when it's time to sit down. We need people in Belle Isle Community Church that know when it's time to stand up, to take a stand. He was sitting in church, sitting in the back, and it, it, it wasn't on the bulletin, it wasn't in the order of service, but he was anointed, and the Bible says that he, he stood up in the middle of the church service. And he walked up to the front. And the Bible says that he, he, he stood up and, and he took the scroll of the prophet that was handed to him. And unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He has anointed me. Preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners and the recovery of sight for the blind and to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Look at verse 20. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened to him. And they began saying that day, today scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Watch this, church. There's a time to stand. And Jesus stood up in this moment. He didn't get permission from the bishop or the superintendent or the, the pastor. He just simply was inspired to stand up. Make a stand in his hometown. And he, he unrolled the, the, the prophet from Isaiah where he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I want you to notice that, that he was declaring what he was called to do. He was called to preach. He was called to heal. He was called to restore. He was called to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then the Bible says something very powerful. He rolled up the scroll and he sat down. There's nothing wrong with sitting. And Jesus made a powerful illustration here in this story that there's a time to stand and there's a time to sit. And what he was declaring to everyone in that church service that morning was that he, watch this, was resting in the power of the Holy Spirit. He wasn't going to try to make it happen. He wasn't going to try to force himself. He wasn't going to get on LinkedIn and Facebook and, and, and TikTok and try to make this thing happen. He was sitting down to deliver a message to people. And the message is, it's been done. It is finished. I'm anointed. I'm here to make a difference. And I'm just going to show you that I'm not in control. God's in control. I'm going to sit at a table. 
and allow God's grace and God's goodness and God's mercy to carry me where I need to go. Oh, I like that. He didn't go on the circuit. He didn't get a touring bus. He didn't go online. He didn't pack out stadiums. He didn't sell books. He didn't go on the speaking circuit. He sat. And that's a good thing to sit. It's powerful to know when to stand. It's just as powerful to know when to sit. And God wants you to sit at a table that's been prepared for you in the presence of your enemies and to walk in the victory through Jesus Christ. To have the confidence just to sit. What are you doing? Just sitting. Not lazy. I'm not bored. I'm sitting, resting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. It is finished. And when you come to this place and you walk in this confidence and you understand that you know that God is going to bring the pepper, he's going to bring the salt, he's going to bring the candle, he's going to bring the red flower, Flower. He's going to bring the drink. He's going to bring the food. He's going to prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. When you get to that place, then you can stand up and declare, I'm anointed. Because it's just not about the table. It's about the anointing. It's about having the power of God on your life and in your life to make a difference. You can now have your head anointed with oil, and then you can go to the next, next phase where your cup overflows. And it's natural, and it's not worked up. And it's not manufactured because you're coming from a place of rest. Thank you for the meal. Thank you for the table. Thank you that's been prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. I walk in victory through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, there's a lot of us here today that we love to work. We love to be busy. We love to do. And God, I pray today that you will bring us to a place of victory where we can just sit at a table that you prepare for us in the presence of our enemies. God, would you please allow us to see where our enemies are seated? They're at our feet because you're victorious. They're beneath us because of the cross. They're not even at the table because of your goodness and mercy. And Lord, I just pray that you'd bring us to that place of victory where we will walk in the confidence knowing that a table is prepared 
for us in the presence of our enemies. God, over fear, doubt, discouragement, hopelessness, shame, regret, whatever enemies we're faced with, God, help us to see that we can be more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. God, we want to make a difference. We want our life to count. We want to follow in the footsteps of the Good Shepherd. And I pray that you would help us today. Bring us to that place of victory where we will just sit in your goodness and your kindness. And it's by your grace that we do it, and we're grateful for it. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God give you the ability to walk in victory through the finished work of Jesus Christ and simply sit at a table that's been prepared for you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next week at Belle Isle Community Church. God bless you.